0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're talking week four game level similarity projections on Roto-Viz Radio. What's up, Roto-Viz? Welcome into the RotoViz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin, one of the owners here at RotoViz. I am going to be doing a solo podcast tonight. As I alluded to a couple episodes prior, uh, Curtis works uh, for, helps to run a hospital, actually. Um, and unfortunately, his hospital is having a heck of a time right now dealing with a tremendous amount of COVID 19 cases. So he is unable to record with me tonight. Uh, I think we can all appreciate that there's many things in life more important than uh, fantasy football. So Curtis is dealing with a lot right now, uh, trying to keep everything running smoothly there. So good luck to him. That leaves you and me to work through game level similarity projections on our own. Uh, when Curtis is available, we're planning on doing something a little bit different for the Friday episodes than just focusing on the GLSP projections. I've received some good feedback, though, of people that find it kind of useful working through some of these. Uh, If you have other topics that you'd like to hear about on Fridays, um, we can also do that uh, or see what we can work in. With that out of the way, though, let's begin to get into the week four projections. All right. This is your first time listening to the show. Go to Rotoviz, click on weekly GLSP. Read the article that breaks down what these are. I've explained it enough. Let's start by looking at quarterback. Any surprises? Well, again, we have the obligatory discussion of Kirk Cousins being in the top five at the position based upon what passers like he have done when they're facing defenses like Cleveland, who Minnesota opposes this weekend. 44% of his matches over 25 points if you haven't been paying attention kirk cousins has been pretty darn good so far he has scored uh more than 25 points in every game two of those were qb1 performances he ranks seventh in ppr per game among quarterbacks at this point looks like that will continue um lamar jackson Uh, comes in a spot behind Derek Carr, who's behind Kyler Murray, who's behind Tom Brady. So you actually have Derek Carr, we've talked about a couple of times now too. Let me count this up here quickly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Coming in at QB8 on the week. There really aren't any other surprises. Not that those are surprises at this point. Uh, If you were looking for streamers, players that could have been available would have been like Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, who I wrote about. In an article this weekend, players that you might want to think about avoiding starting if you have the option, it does not like Trevor Lawrence this week. Not a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger either. Really not a whole lot more to report at quarterback. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson uh, look like they could be in for tough sledding. But let's talk about the positions that you care more about. We will pop over to running back right now. We talked about Jonathan Taylor earlier in the week, and Curtis made a case that I thought was was pretty encouraging as to why we shouldn't give up on Jonathan Taylor. GLSP actually likes him as a top six back this week. Miles Sanders comes in at running back 13. Let's take a quick zoom in on Sanders. The Eagles are going to be facing the Chiefs. Uh, Sanders gets projected with 16 attempts for 72 yards, half a touchdown, and three targets. This gives him an average projection of 13.8 points. The largest percentage of his distribution is concentrated between 10 to 15 points, with a quarter of his matches going between 5 to 10, and a quarter going between 15 to 20 so that's a fairly favorable projection for Miles Sanders in that Philadelphia backfield where at this point in the season he has averaged uh he ranks 29th in expected points per game and the actual number of uh expected points per game at this point is let me just get that for you here 10.9 um in 2021. So that's actually down from 14.7 last year. Um, In terms of attempts, saw 15 the first week, 13 in week two. But one thing that's going to be limiting Sanders is that in week three against Dallas, the Eagles ran, I think it was a total of six rushing plays. They barely ran the ball. So that's certainly impacting him. So you can, realize given how poorly that performance is going to look in the GLSP and that usage is that it really likes this matchup with the Chiefs uh continuing along we have Melvin Gordon and Miles Gaskin now Melvin Gordon it's it's interesting because Javante Williams it's starting to pick up on it has him ranking in I think that looks like around like running back 22 sorry the list that I'm looking at here doesn't have them um doesn't have them ranked but Gordon has been kind of sharing the work with Javante but still managing to be somewhat uh productive in fantasy 20.8 points in week one then he's come down into that sphere of nine fantasy points at 8.9 against Jacksonville 9.2 against the Jets If you drafted Gordon, I'm not sure that you were expecting him to be the type of player that was going to be putting up big point totals for you each week. Uh, But he still is remaining somewhat relevant, I think, on teams. He's probably going to be in consideration for a flex play or zero running back teams that I have. He has been fairly useful. He did have 18 rushing attempts last week, uh, saw two targets. The GLSP puts him um, with... Let me pull up the actual numbers right here. It puts him at 14 attempts, three targets, likes him for half a touchdown and 62 yards. So not terrible. And there's a pretty concentrated distribution of his between 10 to 15 points, actually 38%. Uh, I will point out though that more of the distribution Um, is concentrated between 5 and 10, 24% to be exact, whereas 14% is in that 15 to 20. So it's a little more likely that we see him going under the 10 points uh, than we do see him going over 15. But this kind of fits in with what we've seen so far this season. Uh, Denver is playing Baltimore. Now, Williams, if we take a look at his GLSP, Projected for 11 attempts, two targets, so it's seeing fairly similar usage. You know, we could see things flip this week. We could see Williams getting more work, Um, but I, I don't really get the sense from looking at the trends on this team, the way that they've operated, that it's going to be a drastic switch even if it does come could be wrong on that, but I think that you can still pop Gordon into lineups this week, though. It is something to pay attention to. He had 12 uh, Williams had 12 rushing attempts last week for targets. Trying to find other players here as I look through these running backs that aren't going to be must starts for you. Mentioned Miles Gaskin, sees him with an average of 13.3 points when Miami plays the Colts. David Johnson still doing fairly well in terms of the GLSP. Uh, that is probably a case though, where at this point I am going to override when I'm seeing from it, just 1.1 points against Carolina, uh, two attempts week before that he had six attempts, 6.7 points, good example of a player that you can start to fade. Um, despite what you might be seeing in the GLSP, if we take a quick look, at 2020 to understand what might be going on here. He closed the season last year with 24.3 points against Indianapolis, 28.9 against Cincinnati and 21 against Tennessee. That is why it is projecting him so strongly. Um, We're going to start to see that fade though, in the next couple of weeks. And by the time we reach week six, because six games is the farthest back that it goes when it's doing its math. By the time we reach, excuse me, boy, struggling here by the time we, we reach week six, uh, things will have been pretty well normalized. Um, if Josh Jacobs were to play, puts him in at RB 17 with projection of around 13 points, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, great game last week, but it's still scoring him and Tony Pollard pretty much the same, uh, sandwiched in between 10 and 11 points for both of those players Zach Moss is around 10. Elijah Mitchell. Hard to know what his health is looking like. Reports are kind of leaning towards the fact that it's possible he plays. So perhaps that's not a fact, um, but you know what I mean? Um, And. He projects with around 10 points. Chris Carson is in that 10 point range as well um, I'm looking for players that you might be interested in. Tyson Williams starting to drop off just 9.2 points. Not as great as it, as it had been projecting earlier on in the season. Coral Patterson as a running back puts it 7.8. He's actually ahead, though, of Clyde Edwards, helaire who <laughs> managed to string together a good game last week, even uh, with that costly fumble that he had. Um, let's take a quick look here at what Edwards-Lair actually did when he faced the Chargers. He had 17 rushing attempts for 100 yards, three targets, two receptions, nine receiving yards, and one receiving touchdown. And then, like I said, that fumble. He's now fumbled in back-to-back weeks. Did finally manage to though to have a have a good performance. Finished with 18.9 points. The GLSP, not in love with him, though. Um, So if we break it down, we will see that against Philadelphia, he's pegged for 11 rushing attempts, three targets, does not like his odds of getting a touchdown, and actually 52% of his matches, 52% of his matches going between 5 to 10 points. So... I have some teams where my running backs are, well, I have one team in particular I can think of where I have Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I could be very tempted to try to chase these points again with Edwards-Alaire. Obviously, I drafted him before Singletary. I want those points from the player that I drafted, but if we look at at these two players head-to-head, and we're going off of the probabilities that you get assigned in the tool, I should go with Singletary. I mean, Singletary has matches going between 20 to 25 points. Edwards Delaire doesn't. Um, Edwards Alaire has just 6%, uh, excuse me, 0% of his matches going between 20 to 25, 6% for Singletary. At the 15 to 20 mark, you see more for uh Devin Singletary than you do Edwards Alaire. So so what I'm getting at here is if you have Edwards Alaire on your roster, you don't need to play him. Unless you don't have other options, you don't need to play him. I think that there's other backs that would make a more compelling start this week. And it might be prudent to go with those other options. And then to close things out a real wild one here You actually see Najee Harris projecting with just an average of 7.6 points. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a
0: candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: In the interest of full disclosure here, as I record this, I have an absolutely terrible, terrible migraine. I almost feel like I might be swearing some of my words. So please forgive me if that is actually the case. Uh, anyways, though, Harris is playing against Green Bay. Does not expect him to have a lot of work. Just seven rushing attempts, four targets. This feels pretty low to me. Uh, I don't think the tool is going to be accurately be able to react to That performance from last week, not that I'm expecting 19 targets, but the way that Pittsburgh is operating right now, it's a little strange. Uh, Again, this is a rookie. We only have the three games. We don't have six games like we do for some other players. I would view this as one where if you have him on your team, you're recognizing that perhaps you're not going to get an optimal game from him, that you're not going to have a player that's likely to score. 20 points um, but I would I would imagine that a lot of teams that have Harris on them, he's going to be playing this week. He is coming off of a 19 per point per 19 point performance against the Raiders and then of course the 29 points against Cincinnati last week were 15 receptions certainly does help. Uh, so that that was an interesting interesting thing to see behind him. There aren't any names that are are super notable. So let's pop over right now, make our way to looking at wide receivers. Devontae Adams owns the highest projection of the week, followed by Diggs, Cup, and Justin Jefferson. Marvin Jones scoring really high. And at this point, that should not be a major surprise, given that he had a strong close to last season and in his three games with Jacksonville has been doing pretty solid. He actually uh, is the wide receiver 19 in terms of PPR per game, scored 19 points practically in week one, 17 and a half against Denver, then 13.2 against Arizona, scored touchdowns in his first two games in terms of targets went nine, 11 and eight. Uh, so there's reasons that the GLSP likes him. Um, and yeah, he could probably stay in your lineups based upon this projection actually projects with 21.1 points has a 25th percentile projection at 12.8. So, uh, things might be a little bit different for him this year in Jacksonville, but we're reaching a point where you can start to rely on these a little bit more. And I think that you could feel decent about his floor. Mike Williams, who's been tearing it up, looks like a top 10 player this week. Average projection in 19.6 points. Uh, You'll have to pay attention to Sterling Shepard got hurt early last week. The tool does like him. However, Brandon, Ayuk it likes. I think that you have to fade that projection if you own him. Those three games from last year have too big of an influence when you consider what we have seen thus far. If Russell Gage can go, he's looking like a pretty good flex option. Actually expected to score more than 15 points. Uh, which is pretty wild. Nelson Aguilar, we see still finishing inside the top 30. But at this point, I think that we need to really focus on what has happened for him as a Patriot. Now, he's kind of getting elevated by a 27-point performance that he had in Week 16 last year, um, in which he scored a touchdown and had 155 receiving yards. That's really boosting his projection here through three weeks in 2021 and he also opened the year with 19.2 points a touchdown 72 yards six receptions on seven targets against miami since we saw him convert uh three of three targets against the jets saw eight targets against new orleans converted just two of them so it's not outside the realm of possibility that we may see him manage to put together a decent game against the buccaneers he did have fourteen point eight expected points last week against the Saints, but I think that his results are a little too influenced uh by the situation that he was in last year versus where he is now, and uh perhaps i'm I'm have an opinion that's too biased by my Being a Patriots fan, but I am expecting Tom Brady to come back to New England and absolutely put on a show and I expect it to be a very tough game for New England. So I don't know if I would feel as good about Aguilar as the GLSP does continuing along players that you might be interested in Emmanuel Sanders scores nicely 14.5 points coming off a pretty good game saw saw a number of teams in some leagues that I was in add him off the waiver wire this week I think that was a pretty good play other guys that are scoring pretty well um Corey Davis does all right this week other Bills receivers they seem to be pretty popular options for the GLSP each week Gabriel Davis um scoring fairly high this week. Allen Robinson falling. Uh let's take let's take a second to think about Allen Robinson um with that debacle that we saw in Chicago. Unclear at this point I believe as to who will be starting for the team. Uh did see six targets against Cleveland last week, uh only converted two of them. In week 2 saw four targets only converted to managed to kind of save his day with a receiving touchdown at this point though 9.5 points in week one 10.4 in week two just 4.7 last week Um, on the season is averaging just I gotta make sure this is actually right as I'm looking at this just 6.7 air yards per target does have a target market share of 26 but with the way that the bears have been playing that might not be great. Fortunately, though, his whopper is at 0.61. Um, he's averaging 1.2 PPR per opportunity. The GLSP is expecting, though, that his opportunity will look like this. And when I say this, seven targets, five receptions, 56 yards, 0.3 touchdowns, average PPR of 12.2 points. But a lot of his... A lot of his distribution between five to 15 points. That feels fair. Um, Yeah. On on teams that for a lot of listeners, I I can envision a scenario where Robinson is not in your lineups this week. All right. Who else do we have here? That might be, might be noteworthy for you. Continuing along. We're now on page four. These are wide receivers, 46 to 60. Um, Devonta Smith, 11.8. Juju Smith-Schuster comes in pretty low this week um, relative to other players. Projects with 11.6 points. We'll have to see what his health looks like. Have to monitor a lot of things health-wise in that wide receiver core for the Steelers with Deontay Johnson also hopefully returning this week. Uh, Chase Claypool actually comes in a couple spots behind Juju with 11.4 points. Robert Woods at 10.3 points. Um, we talked about the Rams earlier in the week. Don't need to visit too much more in with the team on that front. Let's just pop over now, uh, to tight end, kind of wrap things up here. Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki leading the way in terms of expectations this week. Um, Rob Gronkowski, pretty low. Uh, if I had Gronk on my team though, I think I'm probably starting him this week for some of those reasons that I just alluded to. It actually has Hunter Henry coming in ahead of Dallas Goddard, Uh Pat Fryermuth, man, making a top 10 entrance pretty early on in a career for a tight end. Uh, the volume that it sees for him this week is six targets four receptions, 11.2 average PPR. Um, Pretty favorable projection for the young rookie. I actually think it's worth our while now to take a look at how that uh, proje- uh, how that projection has been arrived at. So, week one, just one target caught it. Week two, caught four or four caught four or five. In week three against Cincinnati, also managed to put together a touchdown. In terms of expected points, he ranks 18th in expected points per game. Um, if things continue to trend the way they have the last two though, that's probably going to probably going to creep up for him. I'm not sure that if I had an established tight end, I would be playing him instead of, um, instead of that player. Uh, but if you're in a pinch or you need a tight end, you're not feeling good about your situation. It seems like you could trot him out there. Upsides probably limited as you have uh, 16% under five, five to 10, 34%, 10 to 15, just 22%. You still though get almost a quarter of his matches between 15 to 20 before things, uh, really tail off for him there to wrap things up here. The final tight end that I think is worth mentioning is Jared cook who I've talked about a lot. This does not look like a good week for him. Uh, Things not going quite as swimmingly as I would hope. And also a really hard projection for George Kittle. Just 5.9 points this week. This is the lowest. Kittle has not been anywhere near in this range. And I don't even remember how long. So he's facing Seattle. Expects to see five targets, three receptions, just 30 yards. It does not like his chance of scoring a touchdown. Really... Only a very minute portion of his matches have gone over 10 points. This is a case where this feels a little too uh, pessimistic to me. Um, So I would think about fading that projection. If you are wondering though, where this projection comes from. Let's take a quick look at his 2021 game log. Did get 17.1 points last week without a touchdown because he saw seven receptions on nine targets. Uh, He's caught nearly all of the passes aimed his way this year. Um, Four or five in week one, four or four against Philly, and then again last week, seven and nine against Green Bay. Um, At this point, his expected points per game Ranks ninth among tight ends, seventh in PPR scoring. So not as great as you would have liked for uh, Kittle, but when I look at those numbers and what we've seen so far, he's still going to be in lineups. No need to panic based upon this GLSP. You know, no projection system that you're doing um, with some type of subject or objective automated process is going to get everyone right. I think this is a case where uh, knowing what we know, you, you you would override it. I would override it. So hopefully some. Nuggets for you there that will help set your lineups. Uh, appreciate everybody stopping by to listen in this week. Hopefully you're uh, feeling good about your team so far and there's an actionable takeaway for them here. Uh, good luck this weekend. Shoot us an email rotovizffshow uh, at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us a, a message or a, a tweet on Twitter at davecabinff at cpatrick, nfl.